Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until, of course, something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. Hey there. Oh there. Hi there. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. How are you folks? It is a rainy Wednesday and I am getting ready for work. I'm just turning off the music there. Um, we we have gotten through, and I mentioned this on our previous episode, that we got through the Labor Day weekend. It's the traditional end of our peak tourist season and when we're down we're in the height of our tropical storm season and uh, so uh, kids are back to school uh, the, a lot of places are luckily a lot a lot of places a lot of big places are uh, scaling back their uh, I'm gonna invite friends wait feels lonely here let's invite friends from Facebook here, post see if this works okay this is interesting. See if it works. Share. No, I'm not looking to share. So, we are uh, just scaling back. It's just, uh, you know, the capacity roads are at like one quarter capacity, except that, you know, morning rush hour and evening rush hour, whatever that is, you know, people coming back from the jobs on the mainland and our supplies, all our supplies coming from the mainland. But it gives us time to reflect. I, uh, luckily working at a place as a neighborhood place, we do uh, pretty decent. You know, we get that extra bump from the tourists and stuff like that. But then when it slows down, we get the locals coming back in. Now, since the pandemic's been around, We've had, uh, I, I was reflecting the other day with some people that came in that we've we've lost uh, some of our regulars, uh, not necessarily from the pandemic, uh, but uh, we've lost several of our longtime regulars and uh, we've lost some through misunderstanding or they, you know, they weren't, they weren't happy about the situation. But I understand people have to, work through their frustrations. It's a, you know, a lot of big changes happened uh, this year and people are a little sensitive. And you still have the workers, I guess how we've, uh, the workers and owners and things like that, how they had to deal with the special precautions we had to take. And 
you know, and then, you know, the kind of animosity that goes back and forth between the people that um, believe it, it might be real and then some people believe that it might be uh, not. But uh, we're not discussing that today. We're just talking about how great a time it is to come down here. Unfortunately, today, it, the sun just started coming out and it's uh, 5 of 3. So that would have been, it was rainy most of the morning and early afternoon here. But there's some, you can get some really good deals down here in the Keys. If you are one of those people thinking about uh, making a visit, now would be a good time to get a better deal on rentals, uh, hotel rooms, you more capacity at the uh, restaurants. At some of the concessions, you got to be careful with some of these um, dive boats. Not uh, not all of them go out every day, so you got to be. I wouldn't pre-buy tickets for a boat necessarily because I've heard some stories about that. But um, I would uh, definitely look into that. You get some good deals on almost everything down here. Plus, you don't have to wait hours to get on. You know, get down to the Keys. Yeah, there was a one couple. They were coming north on it was Monday afternoon, and the Labor Day weekend, and that hundred mile trip took them five and a half hours. Yep, that's a little under. That's what a little over, but sixteen, seventeen miles an hour. That's very slow, very, very, very slow. But that's the way it is, the Keys. A lot of this, when you go down south here, there's a whole bunch of choke points in the Keys. When I say choke points, there's uh, two lanes. One lane going north, one lane going south. When you head into Key Largo, you think, oh, well, it's smooth sailing. There's only uh, two. When you go through Key Largo, there's only two traffic lights, one at mile marker, one... uh, or 1.6 and one at 99.5 and then you go but then you hit Tavernier and Isle Morada and you have uh, a little slowdown but that's only when you're traveling at peak times like early in the morning not so much now because the schools not a, not as much traffic going to schools but uh, that should be picking up t- soon that was pr- probably heading south right around the opening of schools that was that was always a problem but we are open and the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. You just got to keep your your eye pasted to the tropical storm outlook. And there's a couple storms out there in the Atlantic that are turning. Uh, t- two of the ones in the front, just to give you a uh, little information. I think it's Renee and it's uh, maybe Pen- Penelope and Renee. I'm just going to pick those two names. And they look like they're going to turned uh, into uh, uh, tropical storms, hurricanes, but they're going to, you know, turn away from the United States. And there's one coming, a tropical depression coming off the um, coast, the west coast of Africa. And we got to keep an eye out for that. That looks like it might turn into something. But that's not my purview. That's where you go to the weather channel for that. And they don't even really know right now. They'll, They'll have to wait you know, two, three days to see what happens to that development. But that's, what are we looking at right now? Is today's the 9th 
uh, we're at the peak. It starts dropping now. The possibility drops. It doesn't mean it goes to zero. It's not like a, a cliff. It's We're at the peak uh, of activity. And now it starts going down the other way. And hopefully we see some cooler weather. With the cooler weather, we got the uh, ocean waters cool down. And I'm looking at the forecast. It looks like it's 90s all through the rest of the month of September into October. We we needed to get into... I, I'm i probably speaking out of sorts, and I do do that it's out of turn. I do do that a lot. I realize that, but... I think it needs to cool down at night pretty soon and dry off, uh, meaning you know, a little lower humidity, uh, low humidity, nice wind, and lower temperatures help the ocean water to drop their temperature. And it, the temperature of the ocean is the engine that drives these tropical storms. And uh, we will be looking at them. I mean, and the main thing is, you know, when there's a lot of them turning out there, it's kind of like seeing, I don't know if you're familiar, if you live near uh, the Gulf Coast or or down here in the lake, uh, South Atlantic, you'll see water spouts. And every so often, you'll I, I've seen four or five at the same time. And that's, um, that just tells you the kind of volatility that's happening. Uh, in the ocean and you can see see these things it's beautiful but um, when it comes to these large large cyclonic activity we call the hurricane it just freaks people out I mean you talk to someone from down here in Florida and they're like, like oh, we really don't worry about that and so it starts tracking starts getting and then some people get overly excited over it and others people don't but if you plan your vacation and there's nothing on the horizon like right now if you got a ticket right now, that one that's coming off the west coast of Africa, that won't be around here for like at least eight days, nine days. So if you were coming up here, shooting down here for three, four days and uh, this Friday or Saturday, you'd be in and out of here, no problem, even if it picked up. You know, you we always get a couple days notice nowadays. It's not like something, uh, you know, just turns around. But then again, there are hurricanes that do make... Uh, I don't. I don't know if the predicting model has gotten better, but they, these years ago, there. Uh, I think Katrina and a couple other hurricanes had made some turns that were, when I say unpredictable, because they're unpredictable in the manner of that you can't tell a week beforehand what's going to happen. But the models now that they give, it's incredible. They get. Uh, closer and closer. They don't get the strength um, building up. They get, you know, they can pretty much guess the strength, but if it slows down and it starts building up more strength, they, you know, they they just have a general idea where it's going to hit a little earlier than they did before, giving people a lot more uh, time to evacuate. And uh, this is what we think of this year. We don't this time of year. We don't think of tourism, but tourism is a great time. I don't even know why we don't push that right now. A lot of places, uh, there's a, a lot of restaurants do close down and hotels close down for maintenance, and they give the employees time off. It makes it easier to you know to go in there and do a big 
uh, once over to do some improvements, uh, facility improvements to the place and, and let a lot of employees who, frankly, you know, they work very hard during the season and stuff like that. And some of the, the hardest working hard, um, employees, especially the ones in the, for when it comes to restaurant, it's the kitchen. It's the kitchen. Uh, I, I, I realize servers and bartenders work very hard and stuff like that, but um, the uh, for for down here, I I the, these guys that work in the in the back of the house, I hand it to them. There is a lot of um, you know they don't have a big depth chart, and most of these places they don't have a lot of extra people. You can train a server in about a week. Um, you know, to be honest, you put a body out there. It doesn't mean they'll be a good server or a good bartender, but you could train someone a week. You can't train someone a week to be a cook. That's just it. They're, they either they either is or they ain't. And some people ain't, and it just takes a long time. They, there's a long learning curve for people in the back of the house. It's a it's a highly skilled position. I have to say, for for them to be good, yeah. There's places. You know, where they just, you know, you drop things in, you fry them and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of these restaurants, these guys work real hard. And this is an excellent time right after Labor Day to give them uh, two weeks, some places to four weeks. And uh, the nice thing about uh, that is um, a, some of the places, some of the places give you kind of a bonus pay at the end, kind of like a, a 30 to 50 percent. I worked at a place that used to do that. Um, you have to be, you know, pretty healthy financially, uh, in the black to be able to do that, you know, hold, I, you know, hold a certain amount of money back and just give it, you know, give it to your employees as a vacation bonus stuff. They don't have to do it. Most places don't do it, but some do do it. And, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for them. And on the flip side, the places that don't close down, like the local places, like the place I work, that isn't a big tourist attraction necessarily, even though we're a great place for tourists to come to, right? It's not one of the ones that have been down here for years and years and years. We've been we've been in business for, it's going on six years now, the catch restaurant in Key Largo. But when these other places close down, then these people that used to regularly try those places, they come to our place. And... Um, you know, that's, it just beats up our numbers. So it's slow. It's not so, it's not as slow as it could be if every place stayed open. So closing down to give people vacation time to go and visit their family abroad or, you know, far away, or just, you know, for people to decompress works for the employees and also for the other competing businesses. Now I can see you, uh, if if you're a business and you're closing down, you always worry about, hey, what? Where's my people going to go? And they're going to like the new place. Maybe we're going to lose them. Maybe we're going to take. We're going. We're going to. Uh, you know, but you can't. You can't be concerned of that. You just got to look out for your employees. Take the time. Do the improvements, and then reopen up and do your good job. So, you know, when you reopen, people, you know, they they usually have a, uh, you know, pretty decent boost the business when places reopen, but we'll be slow down here to probably through November when you got the, uh, 
Thanksgiving holiday, and then Christmas shows up, then we have all that stuff going on. Now, now that it's the kind of slow part of the season, I get a chance, you know, we'll get busy. We'll have a couple of days where we're, um, we still get the people coming down from Miami, and who knows, you know, because of all the restrictions and stuff like that, a lot of people may have this pent-up uh, demand for vacations. So we could get a decent boost in uh, business from that. But you never know. You just got to keep on rolling the dice and say, I hope that you have enough business to keep the doors open. And uh, I was asked someone, we had this debate the other day. This is along the topics of that. And I'm not talking about a particular people, but I have been in the business for a while. There are people that when they first, the regulars, when they come in, they are difficult. And you know they're difficult because every time you come in, you get a kind of um, hard feeling on what um, they might do or might say. You know they're difficult the way they order. They're very particular about the orders. They're very particular about how they want things done. And I'm I'm starting to re- be reflective of it. So maybe it's just me not liking them. Maybe it's more my problem, not their problem. And it's as if I'm gaslighting myself. I'm doing the numbers like I don't know. I don't really. I've never asked somebody in particular. I did have one customer four or five years ago who was very difficult, and I told them that they were difficult, and uh, because they tried to be abusive to me and you know I guess if you are a regular listener you you know I'll, I'll take it for a certain amount of time and uh, this I think this time it lasted about uh, 23 seconds 24 seconds and I just couldn't take it anymore so I had to respond by telling that they were difficult they were very difficult I think I called them a pain in the ass a ball buster Nothing's ever too, you know, good enough for them. But I, I found out I wasn't, you know, upon reflection that I wasn't the only one to say something like that. And I know that's not, um, that admitting to that is a problem. Admitting that I said that because you know who wants to who wants to have someone that's going to speak their mind. But then again, who wants an automaton to be serving them? Someone is going to say whoever we want. I serve people. I don't necessarily care about their their views, their political views, their lifestyle. But I treat them all the same. I try to do a really good job on how uh, the, the quality of service that they get, the quality food, the, the level of drinks. I try to do that all the time. But there's some people that you just expect that there's going to be a moment or they're going, to, they're going to find something that's going to bother them. They're, they're going to find that one thing. And uh, it happens. It happens. And uh, it happened this one person came in. 
I'm not going to give a time span to it because, God forbid, they're listeners and things like that. But they don't come in as often. They once told me, uh, you know, they had a discussion with me and stuff like that. And they, I don't know why. Why would you, if you got upset about someone's political views, why would you ask someone's political views? Don't ask the question, right? So this person did it, and they spouted the talking points of the group I disagree with, and I spouted my beliefs, which they might think is my talking points, but I, I like to call them the facts. And they were very upset with me, and then I didn't see them for a while, and then they came back, and uh, they came in and they order, and their orders, we do everything by ticket, and Normal orders for lunch are like two lines. Sometimes you have to do three lines for special items. Sometimes four for a couple subs when you substitute something for something else. Maybe modify that. Outside is five. Well, there were two ladies. And I modified lunch. So I needed a page and a half off an order sheet, off a check. Uh, And... Normally on a check, I've been able to get six people's orders on it. On this um, check, I needed to have a page and a half. Because the woman order and her friend decided, I'll get the same thing, but I don't want this. Blah, 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 blah. So we did all that, and it was fine. It came out looking beautiful, whatever way they ordered it. And it was a perfect time to do it. Not that there's, they should always be feel comfortable to say it, but you know, when it's really busy and you're very particular about your items... Maybe you, maybe that's not the best time for you to come in when it's really busy. Maybe you should come in really early or really late, you know. But at the peak time, you know, you should, I know in an ideal world, you should always get exactly what you want. I want what I want when I want it. But if you're constantly disappointed, maybe it's the amount of modifications you do and the amount of perfection you demand from the people that are servicing you. In this case, luckily it wasn't me, but it is kind of me because I always kind of fall on it. So they found one thing wrong, you know, and they wanted to have a discussion about it. And it wasn't a thing. They said, this isn't a deal breaker. And I'm going, okay. Well, I mean, if you set up things, if you have a list of 10 items that you need checked within 10% of accuracy, you are going to be in a majority state of irritability or dissatisfaction because you're setting yourself up to be displeased. And there are people like that, and they 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 lead with and and I know guys like that guys it's very difficult we, women we call them uh, the, that phenomenon I call them Karens which is a disservice to Karens everywhere regular Karens women who or guys or, or, whose name is Karen um, but there are guys and I call I guess they call them Brandon or Brad or the, the male version of and. They're very difficult to come in. They need, they need, this is, I want my, I want what I want when I want it. I want it this way. Um, which theoretically 
getting 100% of what you want is always ideal, the ideal situation wherever you go. And the higher end, the more you're paying for the service, the more you should expect that. Conversely, the less, you know, if you went to White Castle, you know, if you go, you go to McDonald's, you're not going to have, you're not, I mean, it could be a possibility, but you're not going to have a, a, a Big Mac made with chicken, right? Maybe not, you know, correct me if I'm wrong with that, but maybe they do have that. So you got to tailor to the place you're in. And if you're not paying a lot for a service, maybe you shouldn't be as, you should change your expectations, not for quality, but for the amount of, you know, the usually the more entry-level places with lower price, they, they do more volume than they do, uh, they do more volume quantity than they do the places that are higher end, which specialize on the higher end, meaning supreme cuts of meat, fish, and things like that prepared to uh, perfection. You know, you think, oh, I want that to be that way. Well, that's it's not that way. It's just that you can make an argument for that, and I'll just say one thing, Golden Corral. Golden Corral. If people always expected 100%, quality and service there would be no golden corral okay the food isn't that great the service isn't that exceptional the choices isn't that wonderful you just get a lot you know so you you can choose you can make it like three three things choose price perfection and delivery time or something like that you can choose one thing you know, I would say you you can only choose two things. If you want perfection and price, you have to wait. If you want price and perfection, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, that's it. Do you want quality and time? Then you have to pay a lot. Just the way it is in manufacturing, things like that. It's the way of the world. So, you know, if you think about it, the people that are always disappointed at wherever they go, and they always have a place, well, this place does it best all the time. They're eventually going to get pissed off at that. Who hasn't had a regular that eventually gets pissed off and they leave, they get angry? They're not treated with the right respect or deference. You didn't save their seat talking more to other people than to them, you know, making them feel special, things like that. But there are regulars that come in. They're always going to be difficult. They're always going to be difficult. That's just their, that's their MO. That's their modus operandi. They're going to be difficult. There's people in groups that are difficult. That's why sometimes people aren't invited out. If you notice, you have a group of friends, and they go out. Sometimes they go out a lot without, I mean, I'm not always invited out. I could be the one that's kind of difficult. But sometimes I'm difficult the way they treat the people. If they're going out to dinner and stuff like that, sometimes I don't like to go in a big group because I don't want to be associated with a group of people that don't necessarily know how to act. 
in that environment. Always like going out with my significant other, Abby. You know, we, we, we know how to behave. I'm not embarrassed by the request she has. And we're kind and generous to the people that are taking care of us. I have never been out with anybody twice at least that did anything like that. I don't recall because all you have to do that is once around me for I, I will never I will never dine out with you again. I don't get people who when when they're around people and sometimes you see them they they know they're the difficult ones. It could be a relative, it could be someone else, but they realize that this person is a horror show and the main act is going on right then the way they're dealing with it and you see them cringe and they realize they got to spend time with this person when they leave there but they also realize that the establishment is painting the whole group with the broad brush of accusation that when you know someone's bitching at the server, it starts screaming, yelling, and stuff like that. They just, and sometimes they're just you know birds of a, fl- a feather flock together, and you get a group of. It's a possibility nowadays. You get a possibility you can get a group of assholes together. But if you ever follow anybody like on uh, any of these Instagram or Twitter accounts or something like that, there's there's uh, spoof accounts. There's one guy who's a bodybuilder and he never tips. And he gets a lot of attention. He gets, it's kind of negative attention, but actually negative attention actually works for people. They get, um, at, in the social media, because they get a lot of people watching because they're looking to see what, what are they going to do that upsets me next. So I could say something negative in their feed about them. I mean, if you can't, uh, case in point, the podcast, most of the time I'm usually positive and I, I don't have, um, I, I normally don't have anything where I you know, usually go off on anybody in particular to the point other than maybe the president. But if I had gone, if I wanted to go and just bitch all day and just be called the, the bitchy bartender talking about how, how it started out, how the first, one of the first episodes I did is fucking blue cheese olives. You know, how people that how they abuse the condiment Bucci's on. I'm not just talking about sexually abusing. I'm just talking about abusing. Does it scan? Give me five of those. I'll have to, you know, they'll eat the blue cheese olives and stuff like that. They'll have one martini and they'll say, well, I want 20 blue cheese olives. And it's like, oh yeah, really? It's like ordering a, a hot dog with a pound of relish. So you can relish what twenty other hot dogs you have hidden over here or something. I don't know what the fuck that's all about. But I'm just saying with the blue cheese olives, you're just getting in them. You're getting you're ordering a martini. You're eating a meal of that stuff. It's not a uh, Bloody Mary, one of those fifty dollar Bloody Marys where they got a Cornish game hen coming out of it and uh, shrimp and a hamburger. Okay, it's an eight eight dollar martini. You're not going to get. $12 worth of olives in it. Just, it's not done. But I digress. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Um, don't be a problem when you go out. I try not to be a problem when I go out. I don't think I've been a problem when I've been out. And it had to be pretty horrendous. It, uh, the 
two or three times I've said something to people. It was pretty horrendous. I mean, I was at a Denny's one time. And I reflect about it. It was over 30 years ago, 33 years ago. I was 24 years old. And I was looking at my platter sitting under the heat lamp for 10, 12 minutes. And my fiance at the time had her food. And then finally I brought it over and everything. It was under a heat lamp too. I don't understand that. But everything was congealed and cold. And I said, well, you know, I was looking at the plate the whole time. It was sitting there. Um, you know, just a minute or two after you served my fiance, and they, and I said, "Well, we'll pay for her food." I'm <laughs> going, and that was the only time I did, did something like that. And I'm sorry if that server had a bad day and things like that, but you know, when someone's eating and there's an empty plate in front of them, that should be the the thing, you know, the thing that shows you that you know we we better check on the food. But uh, that was it. Uh, and I do apologize to the universe for that and that particular person. If they had a bad day, I'm sorry. But uh, there are circumstances, right? There are circumstances. Well, this is Jim, the Keys bartender. I'd like to thank you for uh, listening. And I will be back tomorrow. I think we're doing a 6 o'clock show with uh, Steve. And it'll be live, too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, and listen to us on, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bye. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.